Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. Welcome back to the Business Mentor Podcast. Thanks for joining me once again. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest mistakes for startups and also people looking to move into new markets. I see this time and time again. And even the other day I had a phone call. So I'm going to give you a bit of a real example of what I mean. But realistically, what I mean by, I'm just talking about ideas, how ideas, we get so excited, we jump straight in and the failure rate is massive. And if you do the tips that I give you before you actually execute on an idea, I think that gives your chance of success. You know, it makes it a lot more uh, probable that you're going to succeed. So, you know, the biggest mistake I see is um, when you've got an idea in your head, you think of this amazing idea, which is great in your head, but does it really stack up against people who actually are going to use your products and services? So if you think I've got this amazing idea and you're so, and your mind kind of makes you feel like it's everyone's going to love this idea, but deep down, you need to make sure that what you're thinking is what your end consumer or end user will want to do. And it's really important to do this exercise to really go out there and do the market research before you do anything. Um, I see people take up so much like uh, of, the, of their money into buying things before they actually got the demand. So give me an example. I had a guy approach me who wanted to set up a, an agency, a recruitment agency. So he approached me. I get a lot of these calls uh, because obviously I've run one myself and sold it. And um, I had a conversation with the guy and he just got made redundant. So he had um, this this pot of money and um, he said to me, look, I've already started the process. Can you help me? I really need some help. And uh, I said, that's fine. I can I can do a call with you, no problems whatsoever. And uh, I spoke to him and what he'd done so far, he'd gone out there and um, he'd got an office. So he'd got an office. He um, got some flyers. He got a name. He set up a limited company. He did everything on like, you know, what an agency would look like. And um, he'd been advised to go and do that, right? Just get everything sorted. And I sat down with him and said, how much money have you spent? And he spent about 80% of his redundancy money. So I'm going to talk figures, he spent eight grand. He got 10 grand redundancy payment and he got eight grand. So I sat down with him. Um, well, it was over the phone, to be honest. So when I spoke to the phone, I said, give me your figures. And I said, give me your overheads for a month. And he told me the overheads of the office. And the office was really expensive. Um, he just lined up um, four interviews um, to take on some staff. I said, that's great. Obviously, you're looking to, to, to push sales. And he said, no, they're all administrators and they're going to help me with the marketing, etc. which obviously marketing is great. I looked at his marketing strategy. He didn't have a clue. He was going to advertise in the papers and he's uh, aligned some money towards that. And um, I sat down with him and I said, well, how are you going to make this profitable, by the way? Have you got any customers? Surely you've got customers. Surely you you've got customers. And um, he said, no, we've got no customers, but I'm talking to a potential company. And he mentioned the name and I said, that is a very highly competitive company to get into. It could take you six months of canvassing to get in there. And the reality hit him when I said, look, you really need to get customers. And, you know, I said, have you got experience in the industry? He had no experience. He'd worked 
you know, he'd seen recruitment agencies do well and he'd seen me do well and he thought he could replicate the model. And I said, look, there's a lot of work that goes into it. Um, and I just sat there and I thought, you know what, if he'd, you know, this is where I think masterminds and mentors are so valuable because if he'd come to me earlier, I would have stopped him doing that. I would have said, right, let's look at the market. Where are you going? You're going into one of the most competitive industries. Do you know your margins? He didn't know his margins. And I literally could have spent three days teaching him all this stuff. And still at the end, it might not have been a good idea, good idea to go into. And I just said to him, look, I'm going to be really honest with you, really honest with you here. Um, unfortunately, I think you've wasted a lot of your money. And he said, what do you mean? He said, oh, we look good. You know, we, got, we, had, to get, we had to look good, didn't we? And I said, no, well, you can look good on a, on, a, on a small budget. You can build something, a website. You can brand yourself. But you've now signed into a lease, which is three years. You've got no clients. Do you know in month three, you're going to actually lose money? Do you know that? He said, what do you mean? He goes, we'll win some clients. I said, it doesn't work like that, you know? And have you got your systems in place? And even if you did win a contract, let's say you won a contract tomorrow and it's worth X amount of pounds, you know, clients will pay you after 30, 60, 90 days in recruitment. So I said, are you, are you aware of that? Have you got a system to, to fund your, your, your contractors? He didn't have nothing. And, you know, he, he, he'd lost most redundancy money. And it, it, was sad, it was sad on my behalf to, you know, for him to see that. And that's what I want to make the podcast today. I really want um, people looking to start in a business um, to really understand that it's really important to do your market research really important to make sure there's a bit of demand there really important to, to to get some experience in what you're doing or work with someone who's got experience in that particular uh, industry it's really important now um if one of you listen to this and it stops you investing in something look by the way you're gonna get sold loads of things yeah get this amazing website build this build that i have actually fallen down the trap myself where even if you do the market research, you can spend thousands and thousands of pounds on something which, you know, may not materialize. Now, I would, you know, I've got some steps I want you to follow, right? So if you've got an idea, um, but that's just an example of someone who did that. Now, the reason this triggered uh, a podcast for me, because I, I, I had loads of conversations, I had another conversation. And again, I don't like mention names because look, the privacy is there, but it'll here to share information. Um, but uh, I had a phone call with someone I know and they wanted to open a hair salon, right? Uh, a barber's, right? So I spoke to him. Um, they rang me up, had a conversation with them and he said, look, I've uh, gone to this area. It's, it's a really, really busy area, but I can only see one hair salon there. And uh, I've been part of a company which was a hair salon, so I know how it works. Um, I, I invested in one uh, a few years ago, I've exited it out when they, when they moved on and got my money back. Um, but I learned a bit about the systems there. And I said to him, okay, that's great. So you've, you've recognized a lot of footfall there, brilliant. You've recognized there's a demand for uh, hair barbers. Um, that's great. So I said to him, okay, just tell me how many, uh, you know, how much experience you got in it. And he didn't have any experience. So I said, you know, and he said, I'm looking for a shop and I'm going to speak to the shop owner. I said, look, before you do that, hold on, right? Okay. Firstly, you've got no experience in hairdressing. Now, it's very important that if you're actually going to manage a hairdresser that you have some experience because if you're managing these hairdressers you need to know you know little you know, how, how you're cutting they need to look at you and I said look if you are going to do that let me give you some advice what I would do I'd rent it per chair right so I'd open the salon make it really nice and rent it per chair so that way you're not really managing them 
their manager themselves. All you do is providing a nice platform, marketing and everything, and then they pay you, it's called rent to chair. That model will work better and that takes the pressure off you because if you've got staff and you're training apprentices up and you can't cut hair yourself, how are you going to teach them? And you need apprentices to make it really work because obviously you can pay them less while you're building your business. So that was one thing. Second thing is, you you know, you think it's a really good idea. You think there's lots of traffic, but then how much demand is it? I said, what you need to is go back, do some marketing. So well, what do I do? Well, the easiest thing is if you've got an Instagram account, he's got one, make it into a uh, business account and run some ads in the area. So create a bit of a, um, a brand around what you're going to call it. Put it out there, run some ads, you know, just, just to see the interest. Are people really interested? Or book your free consultation when we open. And that will give you an idea of the demand. Then I would go to the off um, the shop and negotiate loads of, um, you know, rent-free period or, you know, something which will give you a bit of, um, you know, a leeway. So, you know, whenever you're going into a lease, by the way, if you're going to an office and you're starting off business, do not sign a three-year contract. I did this very early on in my business and we wanted to be expanded very quickly. So it was good. We wanted to move out and we couldn't move out and it cost us fortune. So always go for like a year max and a get out clause and go to some of these service offices where you can do that. So the story of that situation is that person was going to go straight in, go for the office, go and open a hair salon without any clue of how his model's going to work. And again, you know, again, that probably saved him thousands. That conversation I've been probably saved him thousands. I told him to hold back. Um, and, and just do some research and come back with some figures and I can tell you if it's going to work or not. So look, it's really important to do your due diligence. Look, what I mean by it is ideas are great, right? We all get fist pumping. What a great idea. Then the reality hits. But I want the reality to hit you before you go and invest some money. I want you to sit down and look at everything. Is there demand? How can I create it? And if you do all that prep work, it will make you very, very, you know, the chance of success is so much higher. I work with lots of businesses and startups. And the first thing I do is, well, have you done some kind of research? What is the demand there? Before you spend a penny on branding and getting your signs for your shop or your, or you're spending tens of thousands on a website, check the demand out and then let's go. Let's reinvest them. So it's really important to do that. Look, let me give you some you know, tips around that. So First things, once you've got an idea, great, ideas are great, brilliant, then stress test it. Stress test it, one, and check how much money you can make, what the customer can, and look at examples of people already doing it in the same industry. And that's what I love about business, because look, you're not going to create nothing, you know, brand new. It's going to be created already. So look at similar um, industries in the area. The reason I was so successful in my recruitment agency at the start, or one of my first businesses was because... I knew it's proven. I'd kind of had exposure to it. So all I need to repeat the model and put my take on it, and I knew it would be successful. Yes, lots of challenges, lots of hard work, you know, but then I knew, at least I knew I could see the, the light in the tunnel, right? So stress test it, see if it's working, mystery shop places, go and see shops, go and see businesses, you know, just do some mystery shopping around that. Second thing, you know, get uh, once you've done that, get like a steering group. So go to networking uh, events, talk to them about your idea, talk to them, do go in Facebook groups. Now you can do polls, you know, get some feedback from people straight away. There's lots of Facebook groups as my own, the business mentor Academy group. You can that's free to join. You can put a poll out there. There's 400 entrepreneurs and I'll give you feedback. The third thing, then I would get yourself a mentor or be part of a mastermind or reach out to a mentor. You know, you people reach out to me, you know, ask me the question, what do you think? Then I can give you my take on it as well. So get someone who's run a business successfully, their take on it. And they normally, you know, when I've 
always started a business or going to an area, I'd always speak to my mentor. Uh, within like a conversation, within 20 minutes, I know I've got some clarity because they say, yeah, okay, have you done this? You've done that. And once I've done it, it kind of makes it through. And um, once you've done that fourth test of market, test the market. Now, I always say to my mentees or people I work with, look, I'll give you my take on it, but you've got to go and test the market. You, only you can do that, right? If you say it's a great idea, I say it's a great idea, the last thing you want to do is go and test it. And test it using Facebook ads, Instagram ads, just test them, you know, learn how to do Facebook ads. It's not hard. You can Google it and then test the market. And if you see lots of people engaging with you and all your data from all your groups and all your mentor, once all that's done, then go on to the planning stage and get a plan and a vision created. Um, if you do this, the chance are high to be successful. And look, the reason I want to get is because I see time and time again, people running into business, jumping and just because you're based on the idea, you know, based on the idea. It takes a lot of work at the start. Do the work, like put the effort in and then you'll see the rewards at the end. It's really hard for the example I gave at the start, my friend who spent most of his redundancy money. Now we can't reclaim that back, right? That mistake's done. And to be honest, what normally happens is once people have that one mistake in business and, you know, if you've lost a lot of money, you ain't going to want to be going to business again. I'm in a big entrepreneurship. It's, it is difficult. You know, if business and entrepreneurship isn't easy and that's why you've got to treat it like do due diligence, do research. These big companies such as, you know, these big FTSE 100 companies, they spend millions and millions on research and development. There's a reason for that because they want to, before they actually plunge millions, billions into industry, they're going to want to see the results. So you've got to treat the same way. You've got to do the research. You've got to go out there. You've got to test the market. You've got to do it before you go on, you know, um, purchase something or even buy a product that you're going to sell. There's lots of examples that I've given where people have gone, I've actually built a product before they've tested the market. And that's even worse because you could spend 20, 30,000 in loans building something, which the market doesn't really demand. So make sure there's enough demand out there, then grow slowly, step by step, uh, and build your foundations and then reinvest into your business. Look, guys, I hope this has brought some value. You know, um, the main message is always, always do your due diligence on your area. Um, and that really makes it very, very, you know, predictable. Business is predictable if you follow the right steps. Look, if you've got any questions, you can reach me at j at businessmentorpodcast.com. Um, you can join the group as well. Don't forget to join the group, Business Mentor Academy. Um, look, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, want to mentor, you know, they, they want to have these conversations. Um, and I, I really, the whole part of the podcast was that because I know, you know, I've got my mentees and my masterminds who I work with individuals and groups. And obviously that's a paid service, but obviously I know, you know, a lot of new entrepreneurs haven't really got that access. And this podcast was all about that. And then when you're ready to scale up and grow it, I would welcome to work with you on, on a one-to-one -one basis. But in that time, reach out to me, ask me questions, let me get in a podcast. If this can save one or two people to spend, you know, to, to not, you know, lose that money, that's a success for me because my whole aim is to help people and try and avoid the mistakes that many entrepreneurs do. And again, the 95% that fell within the first five years normally comes down to not doing the work and not doing that predictable research formula. So make sure you research it, stress test your idea. Um, I know a lot of you message me, so I'm trying to get back to all the calls and messages. Please be blared with me because um, I do run businesses as well. So I'm trying to fit it all in. Um, and if you want to like, you know, have a chat with me, just reach out. That'd be great. So drop me an email. Thank you for joining once again. 
and I look forward to seeing you on the other podcast that will be coming out shortly. Thank you. Bye bye.